Welcome to episode seven, Station to Station podcast. New York baseball starting to look like the emergency room. Plus the Mets and Yankees struggles. Is it time to panic? All of that and more coming up next on Station to Station. This station is Station to Station. Hey, everybody. As always, I'm John Persapio, joined along with Brian Sarnelli, Pat Lavin working the board for you. And do you hear that? We have some breaking news. We're going to start off with some breaking news. Brian, are you ready? I I am ready. I'm a little unprepared, but I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The New York Mets, the New York Mets are in agreement with catcher Gary Sanchez. On a minor league deal, $1.5 million if he reaches the majors with an additional $1.2 million in incentives. How are you today, Brian? I See, here's the thing. I, I think you're trying to get under my skin to start. No, and, never. Never I, would I do that. And I never. think the trauma for Gary Sanchez lies within your past, not mine. El Gary the Kraken, you got him. So I met Scott Gary. I don't think you realize that I've been watching Tomas Nito for two fucking <laughs> years, three fucking years that, you know, he's supposed to be there only because he's like the defensive guy, like the staff likes throwing to him. Well, his defense fucking blows this year. He has like eight hits on the year and they're all singles. And it turns out this Francisco Alvarez guy, he's pretty <laughs> fucking good. And he's actually, everyone's like, oh, his defense blows, his defense blows. And he's in like the top fucking 5% of framing pitches and he's turned out to be pretty good defensively. And I think the Mets are starting to look at this and say, you know what? This Tomas Nito fucker was supposed to be the defensive guy and Alvarez was going to be the offensive guy. Well, it looks like Alvarez can do fucking everything and he's going to be playing all the time. So you might as well have your backup catcher have a little bit of pop where your offense doesn't have to fucking suck a dick every single time the backup decides to play. So am I excited that it's Gary Sanchez? No, no, I'm not not fucking really. But at the end of the day, literally anybody with a pulse is better than Tomas Nito at this point. And you know what? I'm even going to go out on a limb and say, I fucking wish we still had James McCann over Tomas Nito (laughs) because... You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I They both fucking suck. But if I have to drink two bottles of poison and you put them both in front of me, I guess I'd rather just fucking suck it up and take the James McCann one. But yeah, I mean, Gary Sanchez is a Met. El, El Kraken. I guess I got to learn the nicknames. Yeah, I got to go through the trauma of all the past balls. Um, At the end of the day, uh, the guy was not, in the top. He was in the top 92 percentile in hard hit balls, though, last year. The guy's got a stick. That's great. He just can't play catcher. You know what else he's he does really well? He whiffs at two strike pitches and strikes out more than you would ever imagine. Gary Sanchez, listen, hey, hey I hope he makes the major leagues. I hope oh, he makes he, the roster. He 1,000% will <sighs> oh, be a New man. York Met at some point this season. I hope. Uh, that would be great. A Yankees-Mets subway series, if he's on that roster for him, 
Oh, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. I, I look forward to that so much. I, I don't think I've actually like talked about it out loud yet today since the news broke. This is the first time I'm like going through the thoughts of Gary Sanchez as a Met. I've now convinced myself into liking the signing. All right. And say that. I, say I that. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Go it. Ahead. I like the move. <laughs> I think having Sanchez and Alvarez as my backstop is a great thing. But the Mets, baby, love the Mets. That's All it. Right, We're baby, talking the Mets. Go, That's it. This is what this is good. Go it's good. This is these are good vibes. I'm telling you right now. I mean, fuck it. We're starting with the Mets this week. I just got to go right into this. Um, I'm down bad. Like I, I was going to ask you. I think man, the last how are you couple. Feeling? I think the last feeling? couple of weeks, it's been nice kind of listening to you just have mental breakdown after mental breakdown. However, the last couple of weeks, like the Mets have not been doing great. It was like they were treading water and playing like 500 where mm -hmm. it was just like, all right, they're, they're going to wake up. They'll be okay. And I kind of kept saying that every week. They're okay. The Mets are okay. Everything's I, I fine. know everything's yeah, that fine. Was been your go-to thing. And I would, I wanted to ask you all day. Right, have you finally changed your mind? Are the Mets no longer? Okay. I'm so fucking sad. Good. Like I'm just so Good. I'm down. You should so, be. I'm down so bad on this Mets team where I have just went down a, a black hole of just Mets depression where it's just like, we banked our entire starting rotation on these like ancient artifacts and like this fucking sucks. Max Scherzer mm -hmm. literally looks like dog shit. All right. Every single All start. Right. I've been looking forward to this. this day. But okay. here's the thing. This isn't me saying like, oh, like Max without the sticky stuff. Fuck anyone who says that. I don't like that take. No, My I take don't. on this is that this is a bad fucking season for max to start off and obviously like we're still in he's the middle old. of may he's getting hey, old hey, hey 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 play the sound pete alonzo solo home run mets are still losing seven to three to the oh. fucking cincinnati reds <laughs> it's out of here however pete alonzo solo shot the only fucking heart and soul at the end of the day though the mets starting rotation blows everybody fucking sucks um you know, I'm not going to look at guys like Kodai Senga. I think Senga is going to be fine. He's just getting acquainted to the MLB. So I think in the end, I think you're going to look at his season and be like, that was pretty solid. Verlander actually looked okay in his first start. I think everybody was ready to jump off a bridge, though, when he let go back-to-back -back home runs in the first fucking inning. It was just like, here we go. Even, the, even him, even the guy coming off the Cy Young season, his wheels have fallen off, and this team is going to go down the shitter. But at the end of the day right now, the Mets are playing shitty teams and they're losing bad to shitty teams. They're not scoring. The Mets are allowing first inning runs to literally every single team they place, like play against. The Mets are starting off every game like fucking losing. Mm -hmm. And we can't pitch and we can't fucking hit. And the only people fucking hitting are the young kids that they were so reluctant to have fucking up in the major leagues. Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez are literally the heart and soul of the Mets right now. Everybody else is just playing like fucking shit. Starling Marte looks like he's got like a fucking aging dinosaur and he doesn't have it anymore. Pete Alonso went through a cold, like a cold stretch and Francisco Lindor has been pretty bad, pretty bad. Like first year with the Mets bad. But the problem is right now is that there's so many other things that are bad right now. They don't hit that, that the Lindor thing isn't really spotlighted. I think if they were a really good team and Lindor was playing exactly how he was right now, everyone would be shitting on Lindor and going after mm -hmm. him. He's hidden in the 50 feet of shit. That is the current New York Mets. Um, 
you know, at the end of the day, this is where I'll kind of spin it back. They're going to be 17 and 19 after this game. If they lose this game to the Reds, the series opener against Cincinnati right now, down seven to three. We just said Alonzo just homered as we're recording, but they're going to be 17 and 19. That they're, they're fine record wise is what I'm saying. Like everything is on the table. They could still do whatever. They got to wake up quick. You got to wake up quick because Atlanta looks fucking good. And the rest of the division is not performing well. And, you know, like water is always going to find its level. Philly's got Harper back. Miami's kind of playing scrappy ball. I don't think Miami's a fucking pushover team like they've always been. So you got to wake up, but it just doesn't look like there's anything on the horizon that's going to help them wake up unless they, I got some theories, but I don't want to crowd the, uh, the waters here early with all the Mets vomit and whatnot. I, I have a solution to fixing the New York Mets. I don't know if you want to hear it now or you want me to kind of save it for a little bit later. I mean, you have a solution to fix the New York Mets. Uh, I mean, let's hear I do, it. I have, I have are, the solution. Are, are, are you leaving, you know, station to station? Are you going to be joining the Mets front office anytime soon? Like this is, I, th- this is I think groundbreaking. I think you have I the know. cure of cancer in your back pocket too. Like where, where are you getting this? I could fix the 2023 Mets. Okay. Let's hear it. What are you doing? Very, very easily. They're not going to be a good pitching team. That's just no. what it is. They're, they're not going to pitch. So you got two options to fix this team. You just fucking suck it up and go young. You call up Mark Vientos who just hit his 11th home run mm-hmm. in fucking triple day. This guy is a hundred percent ready to be a major league contributor as a DH, he could play DH, he could play outfield, a little bit of third, a little bit of first. You have this guy, you can just plug and play and you get his bat in the lineup. Then you also call up Ronnie Mauricio and you play him as your everyday second baseman and you move Jeff McNeil to either playing second, right field, or left field. And Mark Hanna rides the bench. Vogelback rides the bench. If you have to fucking let these guys go or something like that, obviously you're not going to let go Canna, but Vogelback, you know, that's a thing that you can move, but Vogelback gets on base. But there's guys like Luis Guillorme needs to get the fuck off this team. Tomas Nito needs to get the fuck off this team. And you need to get these young kids up and get these top four offensive prospects in the lineup every day with Nimmo, with Lindor, with Alonzo, and just get this youth movement and go all in on this young core because they're they're all ready for the show. They're all ready to go. But we're like, oh, you know, we have guys like Eduardo Escobar, Luis Guillorme, Daniel Vogelback, blocking Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos. I don't know if you're aware of this, John, but Daniel Vogelback, Mark Canna, Eduardo Escobar, these are guys who have been in the game for a long fucking time. They've been around. We know exactly what they are. <clears throat> yeah. They're average ball players. They are not superstars. They are going to get hot every once in a while and have a nice couple game stretch, but they're not going to be the pieces that win you a championship. You could be sitting on a superstar right now in AAA who's ready to go and contribute right fucking now. You potentially could be sitting on multiple with these young four. Get them up and try to salvage what you have. This season's obviously not lost. The Mets can do this at some point in like July even and probably still be somewhat okay if this all works out. But I just think we're at the point where we're stalling. We're stalling to let these veterans prove that they can do what they've done their whole career, and that's play solid ball. And at this point, I don't think when you have a $400 million payroll, 
I'm what I'm not watching solid ball. Give me the flashy stars. Give me the guys that are going out there, make plays, fucking save this offense. If you're not going to do something like that, then you really, really need to look into trading one of these four kids for uh, like a top pitching prospect. You got to find a team that has like no offensive prospects. That's got a couple gem pitching prospects. And you just got to do a one for one because we got no fucking arms in the minor leagues mm-hmm. that are coming to save us. There's what? no Matt Harvey. There's no Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Steven Matz. There's no youth movement in arms coming to save you. There's nobody. Our top guy, Matt Allen, fucking has Tommy John surgery and he's out again. Like there's there's no one coming. So no one's saving you like on the mound. So if no one's saving you on the mound, you better fucking score. So get these kids up here and start hitting or trade one of them and get a young pitcher who's controllable that you can hopefully salvage your rotation. Because I know guys like Carlos Carrasco are coming. That's not going to fucking help. It's not. He might need some innings before he balloons his ERA up to six again. But the Mets need help. Mets need help. Mets don't need bullpen help. The Mets need to score and they need to pitch. I agree with you, you know, in that. And I think this is the thing that separates the Mets from the Yankees right now in their situations is that you have a lot of good kids you're sitting on in the minors right now. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head that you have to bring them up, give these guys a shot. Um, to your point, what they're running out there every day. I mean, they're tested. We know what they are, you know, now, you know, the argument can be made. Well, you look at a Tampa Bay roster for the most part, we know we knew, we thought we knew what these guys were on Tampa's roster. They're not just out of the nowhere. They're pretty established guys, but they're all, playing much higher um, than their ceiling that we thought. Uh, but, you know, the Mets have shown that's not the case. But I agree. Bring up some of those young kids. Give them a chance. I think the lineup, just like the Yanks, you know, their lineup, they can't score runs. Their lineup is so short right now. You need those bats. Now, to your point, the pitching has now showed itself to be an issue. Now, we thought going into the season that the pitching was as sure as it gets. But Verlander, with his injury and his early results, now there was some, I saw his first game. Yeah, he let up those two home runs. But there was also some good things I think I saw from Verlander's start. I wouldn't necessarily give up on Verlander. It might be a rough. No, not at all. You know, but let me ask you this. Are you worried about Scherzer yet? Yeah, I really am. And Max, you know, Here's a move I don't like for professional athletes. And that's whenever they like, they play like shit for like a month. And then they're like, well, they're injured. Just so you know, I've been battling an injury, but I've been trying to, you know, stay on the field and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, how long have you been going through this? And he's over six weeks. But like, you know, and it's like, okay, like, I don't fucking like that take. Like, fuck you for bringing it up like that. I think that's shitty, like to justify it. And like, I know he even said the line, like, people don't care if you're hurt. It's the big leagues. I got to perform. Like at the end of the day, like, yeah, kind of, that's kind of how it is. Like you hit the nail on the head, but like bringing it up this way after you've played like shit for a while is frustrating. Um, But yeah, no, I'm, I'm worried. He missed his start tonight. He was supposed to pitch tonight against the Reds. He missed it day of with like a neck strain. And it's like, also like, if you're going to bitch that you're, you've been injured this whole time and you're pitching through the injury and whatnot, you also had a 10 day suspension, right? Like you had time and they also like pushed back a couple of your starts already. So you've already been, you've already missed 10 days, which is basically an IL stint. 
you know, your 10 game suspension was like a 10 day IL. And it's just, I don't know, man. Like I'm getting, I'm max. Max was great last year. And I really don't want to discount that, but he does not look anything like the Max Scherzer that we saw last year or or in years prior. And um, he looks like a shell of himself. He cannot put guys away. His fastball is flat as fuck. It has no zip on it. Like he can't usually max last year. Every once in a while, I was like mustering it up to 95 and 96, like when he had to, but averaging around like 92 to 94. I don't think I've seen a fastball over 94 from max this year, like at, at all. Um, also just commenting real quick. Mets are threatening right now. They got bases loaded. Nobody out in the top of the seventh down seven, three. So that'll be kind of a fun thing to keep an eye on here. Let's see if the Mets got any life to him as bases loaded for the average ball player hitting 218 on the season. Mark Canna, but that can't be Mark Vientos. Why could it be? Because Mark Canna, the 218 batting average, needs to take a hack at this. Uh, welcome this to is, the dark side. You're if, you're getting right there with me, buddy. If you this were is yelling a double, at me all week. If this is a double, I, and I want to, I really want to reiterate, I enjoy Mark Canna. He did he just hit into a double play? Yes, he did. Double play, scored a run. I, I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm so sick of this. I'm so, I knew it was going to be a double play. I fucking knew it. Oh my God. Double play that scores a run. That's fucking Mets baseball, baby. I guarantee we get a single in the next at bat. We're going to get a bullshit run here and it's going to be seven, five and the Mets aren't going to score for the rest of the game. That's just, that's just how this is going to be. The Mets going to lose seven to five. And the big thing is like they had bases loaded, nobody out in the seventh and they fucking just jerked off it away. Regardless of which I'm, I'm, I'm really getting sick of these like average solid players doing it. Um, <laughs> I really am. I really am. Mark Canna would be a great guy to st- like start two or three games uh, a week for your team, play off the bench, play a little first, play a little outfield. That's all fun and dandy. He's not your starting outfielder. Not when you're paying $400 million listen, for your fucking roster. I, I, I'm i just glad. Listen, I'm coming into tonight. I'm glad you're I, glad. Fuck I, off. No, no, I was ready to jump you. Because listen, I wasn't going to say what you, you thought I was going to say. I was ready to jump you tonight. Because for the past few weeks, you've, you mean listen, by that? you've listened to me go off about the Yankees. Absolutely, I've gone on a few rants, right? And then that's just on here. That's not even including, you know, the live reactions that I've done as well, too. But every week you act like I'm crazy and you say, oh, the Mets are OK. The Mets, the Mets are OK. The Mets are OK. The Mets are OK. And I have to listen to that every week. And today, you know, coming in here, I, I'm just thinking to myself, if that son of a bitch says that the Mets are okay again this week, I swear to God, I'm going to go off on a rant at you for, for saying it's time to get angry and you're getting angry. It's about time. New York baseball. The Mets have a $350 million payroll. The Yankees have a $280 million payroll. And look at look. First of all, the Yankees are in last place in the American League East. Now, the Mets, luckily, they don't have the same fortune of the division that the Yankees have, but they're still, what, seven games out in the NL East under Atlanta, which, by the way, do you know what Atlanta's payroll is this year? I don't even want to know. I fucking hate the Braves. $100 million. $100 million. That's $250 million less 
than the Mets. You want to know? You ever, you ever read that? Wait, wait, hold on. I think I got one more thing. You know what the Tampa Bay Rays payroll is this year? $13 in like an Applebee's gift card. $75 million. That's less than the difference between the Mets and the Braves payroll. And yet you have the, the Rays who are 10 games ahead of the Yankees in the AL East. And the Braves are seven ahead of the Mets in the NL East. We should, I mean, this is not attacking the Mets. Listen, the Yankees are just as bad. New York, listen, we, was it three weeks ago? We came on the air and we said, what a time it is to be a New York sports fan, right? Well, where has that gotten us? The Yankees are 10 games out. The Mets are seven games out. The Knicks are on the brink of elimination. They're down 3-1 to the Heat. The Rangers are out of the playoffs. The Islanders are out of the playoffs. And the Devils, they're about to go down three games to one to the Carolina Hurricanes. So for all this excitement, what the hell has happened in New York sports? Seriously, what the hell has happened? There was a time that New York sports, you know, I remember years ago, ESPN Sports said they did this thing called Title Town. And they did all, you know, they named all these cities. And uh, I remember thinking, uh, how could New York not be titled? Well, shit, could you imagine New York even being in the same conversation as that nowadays? I mean, we're a joke. We've become a joke. It's unreal. We're getting close to Cleveland territory. I mean, my teams have been a joke forever. You've at least experienced yeah. some happiness in life. I've been, I- a Jet, I've been a Jet fan my whole life. But yeah, I have had the Yankees to level me I've, out a little bit. I've had no happiness no, you t- haven't for 26 years. And I'm and I've talked about this before, but I don't think I've talked about I talked about this particularly on on these airwaves. I have one wish in life, and that's for either the Mets or the Jets to win a championship before I have children. Because I genuinely feel that children will ruin that moment for me. Like if I have to watch the Mets win a world series in my living room and some snot nosed three-year-old is asking me questions, trying to get me to play with like blocks or toys or anything. I think it will be possibly the worst moment of my entire life. And I just need, I just need this to happen before that happens. And I don't think I'm close to that. So luckily, hopefully I have like another like six to seven year window before that happens. But I, I need something. I really do. I've, I've gotten the opportunity to see the Mets play in a championship. I've gotten to watch them break my heart in it, but God damn, just give me one fucking championship. Well, are you ready, buddy? Because here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It hasn't. You know, you know why? It hasn't. John, it no. hasn't gotten better. It's gotten you know worse. It's, you know, it's just fall, It's fallen so far. Do you know what you and I are doing in February, buddy? Death. We're going to be watching Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets hold the Lombardi trophy over their head. It's not. It's stay just, there going to Disney World. I'm telling you. If, if the Jets win a Super Bowl, I will name every kid that I have Aaron every pet that I have Roger and I will just go about that entire life like that. And what does he do? I'm ready. Let's go. I'm just John, John, I I hope I don't rub off on you. Uh, I I I hope that this sad. That's what she said. 
<laughs> I just hope that this sad, sad I hope you don't rub off on life me. <laughs> doesn't doesn't bring you down. I'm telling you, this is just a dark hole of sadness. And you know what? I'm at the point right now. Sports are stupid. Sports, oh sports are meaningless. There's no happiness oh in my sports. God. There is. What's the point? What anyone listening to this that's a Mets fan? Why? 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 You, you've never you ever, experienced the. Title. You ever see the movie Fever Pitch? Yeah, no, actually, I haven't. I've, it's a I've, great fucking movie. But, I refuse to watch it. Oh I yeah, well, it goes it. against it goes against your Yankees a little hard. But yeah. it's honestly, it's only like the last it. twenty minutes that hurts the Yankees. That's fine. But, it's twenty minutes too many. But there's this kid. This is this. Uh, now I gotta fucking tell you the plot of the movie a little bit. It's got this, Jimmy Fallon. Isn't it have Queen Latifah in it too? No, don't be disrespectful to Drew Barrymore ever again. No, it, but it has Jimmy I'll, Fallon. No, I'll, I'll look it up. I think Queen she Latifah's actually, I, no. I think Queen she's Latifah's in the, not in the movie. I think she's in the movie. Bro. No, she's not. If Queen Latifah is in this fucking movie, I'll I'll eat like no, my sock Pat, right now. Pat, you know what I'm thinking of? Was it Taxi? With Jimmy Fallon. With Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that's, that's what you are. That's thinking what I'm of, thinking of, and that's incorrect. I literally just watched Fever Pitch like a couple weeks ago. You're right. Yeah, thank you. Fuck off. Anyway, Fever Pitch for John's perspective. Honestly, one of my favorite baseball movies. Also, just like a small little another caveat. I watched. I've Money- seen Taxi. I wa- All right, great. <laughs> I watched Moneyball again last night. Chef's mm. Kiss. Moneyball is a great uh, movie. That is a good movie. Anyway, back to Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch is about this English teacher or math teacher. <sighs> he is obsessed with the Boston Red Sox has season tickets to every single home game right behind the Red Sox dugout. He falls in love with this like business girl in the off season, like in the winter. And she doesn't know he's like an obsessed fan or anything like that. Baseball season comes around. She finds out that he's obsessed with it. Like his whole apartment, his bedroom, everything is Boston Red Sox. And he also coaches or kind of coaches like his like high school baseball team. I have to give you all this context because John has never seen the movie and some of you might have not seen the movie. So there is your little backstory to it. Shut anyway. The fuck up. All right. I'm getting there. Oh my God. Anyway, there's a line that the guy is like bitching to like a random kid on the baseball team. And he's like, oh, like this bitch is driving me crazy. She doesn't want me to be happy. And the kid turns to Jimmy Fallon and he says, let me ask you this. You love the Boston Red Sox, but have the Boston Red Sox ever loved you back? Every Mets fan needs to ask themselves that question. Has the New York Mets ever done anything to reciprocate love back? And the answer in 26 years of my fucking life is no. They want you to be unhappy. They want you to be sad. They want to bring you back to the light a little bit. So you drink the Kool-Aid and you drink the water and you think everything is going to be a okay, just so they can hit you in the back of the head with a fucking bat. And that has been my life as a Mets fan. So that's why when I try to be nice and calm and I'm like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Everything's all right. Like we've, we've studied these waters before we've been down this road. We know the storm. We know what we're getting ourselves into. It's not to be negative. It's to know that I've been here before and I've seen worse than the 2023 Mets. So it can't be that bad, but they just want to make it a little bit worse every day. And they're starting to bring me to a dark place. If I ever get back to where I think this is like a 2020 Mets situation, like please call the police because I might not be alive. All right. Well, Brian, the Mets did give you something, though. They gave you a foul ball. They did. Hey, this it's ball hanging right, right there. Here. See? This ball right here. I that's know love. Anyone that's listening, 
this ball right here, foul ball off of Brian De, uh, De La Rosa's bat. Max Scherzer pitched it. I'm feeling it right now. Can confirm, not sticky. Did it's not set- wash the ball, by the way. He, what a crybaby Scherzer sounds like, by the way. I mean, after that whole thing, he swears on his kid's life, yet he gets suspended for illegal substances, doesn't appeal it, and he can say why he did all he wants. But now he's pitched like absolute crap all year long, and he comes out and says, well, you know, I've been hurt, and, you know, I've been battling not to go on the IL. Shut up. Shut up. He sounds like a guy who can't come to terms with the fact that he is getting old, and he, you know, he can't accept it anymore. On a side note, you ever just pick up a baseball and feel like you could throw a hundred? Yes. Yes. That I think picking, I think just about pick, every man has that. Picking up this that. baseball right now and just like feeling it like in between my two palms. And if you're watching the YouTube, you could kind of see that example a little bit better. If you're listening, I've, I've basically just described exactly what the fuck I'm doing. If you can't imagine a baseball in between my two palms, move on with your life. Anyway, I'm just holding it, putting my fingers on the seams and I'm like, I could, I could get eight. I could get 85 out of this. You can get an 85 mile an hour pitch. What's the hardest pitch you think you could throw right now? No warmups. I bet you it's less than what you think you could from a major league mound. Yeah. I think you would throw in the seventies. I'm not asking that. I'm asking how hard you would throw. I think I'd be in the seventies as well, too. You I, think I, you think right now you could throw a baseball 70 miles an hour. Yeah. Easy. Not a shot. Not Easy. a shot. You think, I don't think you and I could throw harder than 63. Oh, get out of here. No. I don't, is there a way we could test this? I did, I did used to have a radar gun. I would love to try. I, I'm telling you right now. I would have John, to hit up my parents. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think when we're I capping it. My folks I don't think we're maxing out over 63. Oh, let's get it. All right. Let's buy a radar gun. Let's go out to a field. We can make a little video out of this. We could put it on YouTube and let's. Let's record ourselves throwing pitches. Let's make a bet. And who do you think throws harder, you or me? Mm, do you have I'm, confidence in yourself? I have confidence in my long frame that I can throw a pitch harder. I don't think I could throw a pitch more accurately, but I think I could throw it harder. Well, we're not even talking accuracy. We're just talking speed. It's it, speed. I think I could throw harder than you, but I don't think I could throw a strike. All right. All right. Let's try it. I, I think I got you beat, and, buddy. And Pat's longer and lankier than I am, and I think Pat would max out at forty-three. Oh, at most, maybe. Yeah, I, I have. I'm not. I was not born to throw a, a baseball. Pat's Pat's really not good at a lot of things. Uh, I he's, mean, let's. Not, I wouldn't say good, that. You mean he's athletically? Vo- no, he's a good volleyball player, and oh, he's Jesus. he he. I, Pat's six four. For anyone not listening, Pat is a six four basketball player who loves to live behind the arc. I I just I mean Are I you think Steve well, Novak? I bl- no I blame Steph Curry he ruined the game of basketball. <laughs> it's sorry no no one's fucking congratulating the guy who posts up someone in the in the paint like it's Francisco oh, and, Lindor and the, and the Mets hit the button one why one one run game we got a one row Top game on a two run home run by Francisco Lindor uh, was I shit talking him earlier in the podcast <laughs> yes did it work yes. I'm now going to shit talk Pete Alonso. No, I'm not going to shit talk Pete Alonso. I just, you know what? This would be a really big character win for this team if they could pull it off. They were down 7-2. Most of the game looked like Francisco Alvarez was the only offense. They've got it down to being down 7-6 here in the top of the eighth with nobody out. 
you just you just gotta hope, right? You just you just gotta believe. Well, hey, and I'm glad you're getting jollies off now. All of a sudden, you, you, you want to talk about the Yankees, by the way? Yeah, you know, I was just gonna I say, how about we talk about the Yankees a little bit? Yankees coming off a weekend. Hey, I told hey, you how many times? Hey, how many times I, they're coming off a weekend? I know. I said this weekend. You know, they're That's going to the executioner. Said. Well, of course. I'll give the Yankees credit. The Yankees actually played well. Did they take the series? They did not. Now, they okay. they, they very easily could have. Um, every game they were in. Okay. And now, you know me. Are we taking I, moral victories as a Yankee fan? No, no. I normally am a very negative person when it comes to talking about the Yankees, right? And I've shown that. I expect a lot. Now, Friday night's game. Um, at the trop, they could have had that game and they blew it. Um, Saturday, they won. That was a huge win for them on Saturday, especially because it was a come from behind victory. They looked dead all game. And at the end there, they rallied and, you know, came from behind and won. Now, Sunday, let's talk about Sunday a little bit, okay? The Yankees were up 6 nothing. You had Garrett Cole on the mound. Now, I, like many other Yankee fans, I said, all right, we we won the series. You know, this is huge. I'm counting my chickens before they hatch. What does Garrett Cole do? He goes out there and he lets up six unanswered runs to tie the game. He gets pulled out of the game. The Yankees eventually lose in extra innings. Uh, they went into the 10th. The Yankees had the first at bat. They couldn't even push across the Manfred man at second base, that ghost runner. They couldn't score him. So what did the, the Rays do? They come up the next inning. They just got to get that guy 180 feet. And they did very easily. And the Yankees lost the series. And now you got to hear about how it's the biggest game for the Rays. You got to, you know, watch them act like they just won the fucking World Series. Here's what I'll say. Um, unlike a few games prior, when you took Domingo Herman out of the game in the ninth at 88 pitches, and then you bring in Clay Holmes, who blows the game, and then eventually Peralta loses it for you. Hey, the Yankees actually, they managed that game well. Um, that was Cole's game. Cole has been your ace. He's been the absolute best pitcher in baseball to that point. You ride, you ride his hand. That it, Garrett Cole is either going to win you that game or he's going to lose you that game. And hey, he ended up losing it for him because, you know, they let, he let up the lead. He actually put him behind one. The Yankees ended up scoring a run to tie it, um, you know, later on before going extra innings. But if that's how it was going to end, that's how it was going to end. That falls on Garrett Cole. Now, how Garrett Cole has pitched this year has been phenomenal. You should be happy. But you're paying Garrett Cole a lot of money to be your ace. And part of that means... When you're playing your division rival and you have a six-run lead, now granted on the road in that stadium, it's a little different, but still, if you have a six-run lead against that rival, you have to win the game. That's the bottom line. Cole didn't Isn't that kind it. of been the thing with Cole, though? Yeah, that has been. That's I been mean, the knock, right? Like, go, this guy is phenomenal right. against the things that really don't matter. Yep. And in the moments where it's like, you need to ride this guy more, well, I you just missed it. That's what she said. But anyway, that's what she said. Thank I was you. drinking my orange crush. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, orange no free, soda. No, orange no free soda. ads. No free ads. Right, orange soda. Um, but really, like, 
that's the moment you need Garrett Cole to yep. be Garrett Cole. And it feels like he misses that moment more than he hits. Yep. I mean, look at the wild card game in Boston. He absolutely laid an egg there. You know, he does it this time as well, too. Um, there was a start against the Astros in the ALCS as well. He didn't, you know, he couldn't carry the team there. Hey, Cole, it's time to start stepping up, win some big games. Um, Are you talking to him? I may, if he listens to our show, if he watches our show on YouTube, you know, big fan of S2 number two station pod on YouTube and on social medias. He probably will see this, but um, I wasn't as upset as I thought I was going to be after that. Uh, maybe part of that is me a little checked out. I mean, they were nine games out at that point. I was really pumped up after Saturday's win. Sunday's win was rather deflating, but they held their own. And then that was a team without Aaron judge. So I guess part of the optimism or the why I'm not as upset is we do have a four game set with them at the stadium now. Um, once we wrap up with Oakland. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, the good news is that you're going to have Cole again. You'll have Herman. And you'll have. You, will you have? I'm I don't know. This is, this is your segment. I just. Well, we got Clark Schmidt <laughs> pitching today. No, so Cortez. Clark. Yeah, no, Cortez pitched last night. So that means you'll get Cortez, you'll get Cole, you'll get, you won't get Herman. So you'll have Clark Schmidt pitching on Sunday and you'll get Johnny Brito on the, the Friday night game. Hey, that's so you're looking two, at a split. Those are two special arms. Oh, God. <laughs> but you're looking at a split. But I mean, you'll have at least um, Cortez and you'll have Cole. You have Judge back in the lineup for you. The Yankees' offense has really looked different since Harrison Bader has come back. And I think I owe Bader an apology because, listen, I said, you know, Bader's a great piece, but he's not as big of a difference maker as you think. He actually has been. Now, let's hope he keeps that going because the lineup looks completely different with him in there. Now, if you can get a Stanton back at some point, I mean, you're talking about Bader in center, Judge in right. Um. Stanton will be your DH. You still, I still think you got to move Glaber. Can we talk about something that pissed me off real quick, though? Isn't that what we do every week? Yeah, that's okay. true. I mean, uh, not no, by choice. We're going to take a different, a different turn this week? Well, uh, you know, so, uh, before I get there, let me just finish why I've been a little bit optimistic. LeMayhew's been hitting great, okay? LeMayhew has looked like DJ LeMayhew again, which I'm very excited about. That's great. Oswaldo Cabrera has actually started to, you know, be productive. Household that's, name. That's a huge piece for them in left field. Well, their left field has been, just been horrible. The Yankees left field no is, is the worst left field in Major League Baseball. Yeah, no production out of there at all. Um, Another thing that I was very excited about, Aaron Boone. I don't know if you've picked up on this, Brian. Excuse me how much, you know, Yankee baseball you watched, but. Every game, every pitch. The, Aaron Boone has been doing something interesting and it's kind of flying under the radar. He's been going to clay Holmes in the eighth inning in the seventh inning, not always in the ninth. Now the situations haven't been your textbook save opportunities. So I don't think too many people are paying attention to it right now. And they've been in series against the rays where it's been very pivotal. And there is a notion of now new school thought process. You bring in your closer, and, you know, in the heart of the lineup, when you feel it's a safe situation. 
but Michael King might be this team's new closer. It it's almost so weird to hear names though that are going to be closing games for the Yankees that are just so like insignificant. Well, like you guys just not Michael having King. like a lights out Mariano closer. Rivera. Yeah, yeah like a Mariano. Even I'll even tip my cap to like you had like a Chapman back there. You had uh, right. a Zach Britton back there. Like the Yankees not having like a household name Rafael at the back end. Soriano. Yeah, you got you just don't have anyone back there. I mean, I even liked. I mean, like Patances, Adovino for you guys. Like you had guys with like electric shit, and now like just hearing like the Yankees are using Clay Holmes and Michael King. It's like I just don't know why you guys don't just have a. I don't know Mike, why they don't go out and go get someone. It's clearly Michael an issue. King is. I'll tell you why. Michael King's good. Michael King's real good. Michael King's biggest problem and why you haven't heard about him is because how he's been managed by the Yankees. The Yankees often bring him in in multi inning situations. Okay, and when they do that, Michael King is unavailable for the next game. And a lot of these innings, they're middle of the road, they're high leverage innings. He has pitched, but they're not the you know he's not closing games. So Michael King often goes overlooked, but he's been one of the best relievers out of the Yankees pen so far. Now, if you can get um, a Tommy Canley back from injury sooner rather than later add that piece into there. The Yankees are starting to look a little bit better. Um, they're okay. I'm not you. All right. I'm not going to just blindly. They're okay. They're okay. The Yankees do have a lot of optimistic things happening. Like I said, LeMahieu has looked great. Um, Cabrera or uh, Cabrera has been great. Now I'll talk about the one thing that pissed me off. Now I'm a Yankee fan. Why would I never be? Why? What would happen? What would be something that happened where the Yankees did good, and it actually bothered me? Uh, I hurt their draft pick. No, well, I mean, sure, if they were out of it, I don't, <laughs> that's not it. You know, what's something uh, that would have happened this week that Aaron was Hicks good? Played well. Ding, ding, ding! You got it. I don't think I have a correct answer sound on the soundboard, but I don't just know. do that's, another one because I'm that's always right. Kind of problematic. Another you know? one. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're welcome. But um, here's the thing, right? Aaron Hicks last night for the Yankees. Well, the Monday night game. The Yankees were up by a few runs. Aaron Hicks launches a home run to right. But the that's Yankees. Your guy. Oh my God. So then on Sunday, Hicks had a RBI double. It was his first extra base hit of the year. Can you imagine that? It is May, you know, currently May 9th. Aaron Hicks had his first extra base hit of the year. Tomas Nito, eight singles. Weekend. Trust me, dude. I know that life. Oh my God. So he gets that hit. And then we got to hear Boone sing his praises. Oh, you know, he's, he's really grueling. He's he's battling out there. Great. Then he hits a home run last night and Boone's on his knees about, oh, you know, that's huge for me. This way I can conserve my bullpen. Like, give me a break. Oh, okay? I love this because this is going to keep him alive with the Yankees for so long. Oh. That home run just bought you another month of Aaron Hicks. Now, here's the, today was an interesting day. And I was actually last night I circled, you know, the calendar because um, I can't just think one day in advance, but um, I circle the calendar for today because today was going to be an interesting day. And that's because Aaron Judge came back from the IL today. Well, when Judge came back from the IL, the Yankees had to make a corresponding move. Now, to me, the move was either you DFA Franchi Cordero or you DFA Aaron Hicks. 
And I was really hoping it would be Aaron Hicks. Now he hit the home run last night. I said, shit, Cordero's gone. But a surprise move was made. And it's actually not the worst thing in the world. Oswald Peraza um, was moved. Oh, you're kidding. Moved to the IL. Fuck, man. So Peraza, shut the fuck up. So Peraza's moved to the IL. So what does that do? It kind of gives the Yankees a little bit more time, I think, to let Hicks play and see what you got in Hicks. Did he just get lucky, you know, twice here, two swings of the bat, a home run, a somewhat meaningless home run, and that double down in Tampa? Is he actually starting to find something? I don't think so. That's why, I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm upset. If I actually think Hicks has found his stroke and miraculously we're going to get old hair and Hicks back, I wouldn't be saying this. But I, I just think you're foolish to think that that is what you're getting. I think you got a flash in the pan here over two days. But I think well, you're a bad Yankee fan for not liking Aaron Hicks. Oh, yeah, well, no, because you know He's what? He's done Actually, a lot for your team and you're just shipping him away. I got more on Hicks later, which I think, later. How much yeah. longer do you think this episode is going to be? No, it's later. Don't worry about like it. Like a future date. No, no, you don't know. Who knows? You don't know when it's going to be. I, I can't tell you. I can't These tell you. These people's commute's almost over. But listen, here's, you know, my my closing piece on the Yankees for this weekend is I have two sentiments, okay? Okay. Oswald Peraza has looked terrible. Well, now they he's just one DFA'd of, him. He's, no, they I mean, no, he's injured. He he's injured. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to keep up. He's Sorry. one of the prospects that, you know, the Yankees had. He's so good. He's so good. He He can't hit a lick. His defense has been okay. They're okay. They're okay. Um, uh, Peraza, man, I've seen enough of Peraza. It's time for him to go back down to the minors, do something. Maybe he can get hot down there and you can move him at the deadline with Glaber. But he's looked terrible. He's looked absolutely terrible. And so has um, Cabrera up until recently. He's finally starting to swing the bat well. So I'm a little excited about that. You ready, for some, you ready for some play-by-play, John? You're going to love this. Oh, boy. You remember, Mets you have- Mets have reloaded the bases. Remember, you can't be too descriptive. That's copyright infringement. That's listen. You don't Mets, have the Mets express have re- written consent of the New York I'm, Mets. I'm just saying they've reloaded the bases with two outs, and Luis Guillorme has come up to bat. I got the Yankees game on right here. I'm gonna but actually- this is just what I mean. The this is the game. This is it right here. Luis Guillorme needing to come through against Edwin Diaz's brother, Alexis Ramirez. No, not Ramirez. I don't know why I said that. Diaz. Alexis Diaz. Pat, edit that. Make that just sound like I <laughs> no, said. No, you're going to leave that in. This is great radio for everybody listening oh, at home. God. But I, don't play the audio. We're going to get sued. Well, why do you think I'm playing audio? Oh, I don't know. I thought I heard the game in the background. Maybe it's me. But anyway, um, I don't know, John. You, I just look at the Yankees like, like bench guys and whatnot. And I just think they stink. They do. Yeah. All right. I I didn't know if that was accurate. I felt like looking at their roster that they suck. They're stretched so thin. That's the thing. I mean, you got how many guys on the IL? So yeah, if you look at the bench, you're going to say it stinks, but you can't be talking about the bench right now of all things. When you have that many guys on the IL, sure. Your bench is going to stink. The Yankees stink. That's the problem. The Yankees continue to acquire Injury-prone players. Uh, John Luis Guillorme struck out with the bases loaded. Oh, you're ahead of me on the check swing. Oh, geez. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. Great. So Mets baseball. Hit it. Oh.
Okay, yep, that's it, baby. Let's let's yep. Fuck this team. Mets, baby. Love the yep. Mets. All right, baby. Let's go get a home run, baby. Love the Mets. Let's go. Mets. You know, you know what's interesting. I was look, listening to today. I'll give you the credit. You know what the Mets have that's better than the Yankees? Their fight uh, song. Meet the Mets is is a great song. What is the Yankees fight song? Here come the Yankees. You never heard that one? No. Oh my god. Well, Don't. Uh, I'm just saying. I've never heard oh, it. Meet the Meet the oh, Mets oh, is a. Meet the Mets is a fantastic song. Meet the Mets is a great song. It's better than Here Come the Yankees. But Here Come the Yankees is a great song. Don't get me wrong. But the Mets struck gold with Meet the Mets. Do you want to use that as your uh, something sweet? No. I, well, sure, if you want to. Because my something sweet, I'm going to screw you this week. But let me talk to you about All something right. real quick. I actually want your take on this. Something happened in the Yankees world. Um, that, it's not just the Yankees. So Carlos Rodon, right? The bust Rodon has been so far. Uh, now comes out he Huge has... Huge bust. Chronic back issues. Chronic. That is a word you never want to hear. Chronic back issues for Rodon. He's so, David Wright. You're familiar with John Boy, correct? Y- yes. John Boy has a podcast similar to how we do. Now ours is better. That's not a, you know, that's not an indictment on John Boy. He does a great job on a lot of things he does. But we However, have, if he ever wants to sign us, we disagree and we think that yeah, he is right. better than us. Well, yeah, you know, John, we, we'd we'd bring don't great make val- enemies. We bring make- great value to his company. But anyway, still. John Boy on his Talking Yanks podcast with uh Jake John Boy said that he heard within the Yankees organization that don't be surprised if you do not see Rodon at all this year. Okay. So the headlines that made immediately. Do you want to know? Do you want to know who came to Carlos Rodon's defense publicly on Twitter immediately after that? His wife. His wife. I love I love an angry baseball wife. Oh, I can't stand it. Because you know, and it's not I think it's just because if I I put myself in that situation. And if I was a baseball player and, you know, my wife started, you know, tweeting at fans or reporters, anything, I would just be mortified. I I don't know. I don't like anyone speaking for me. It has nothing to do with who it is. Or you don't want be, a ride or die girl? Not in that regard. They can be to me. Sure. But I don't want someone. I, I'm a very private person. And if you look at my social medias, you'll, it's you'll mostly learn that pictures quickly. of me. Yeah, you, you'll learn very quickly. I'm just it a is. very Pat. Have you I, ever been on John's Instagram? I, I've seen yes. It's it looks like it's a right, lot well, of bro. His Instagram it. looks like he's dating me. Hey, you're right. Let's rephrase it. It's not pictures of just you. It, you know, it, it's pictures. You know, the boys going out doing <laughs> it's just whatever. Us. <laughs> right now, after I rarely use social media, I post maybe once a year. Okay, you get one post out of me a year, and it's and. Me. Over those years, it has been either at, you know, I have an annual Christmas party every year. I have, um, you know, or we'll go out Halloween. You know, we're, we're good friends. So we do stuff together. And I, I'll post that pic. You, normally, it, we're under the influence of alcohol at the time. And I say, all right, someone takes our picture. And I say, this is my one picture a year. Now, it wasn't until recently you know, you brought to my attention, hey, this doesn't look good. And you're right, it doesn't. It's all pictures of us. We look like a couple. And that's a problem. And I acknowledge that. But I don't use social media much. 
much. But anyway, the point being, I would just hate that. I don't know. You're different than me. You you would like that. You like the whole wife yelling at the media, leave him alone. Oh, yeah, because like if I go out to dinner and like I get the wrong meal, I need somebody who's going to yell at the wait staff for me because I'm just going to eat whatever they give me. It could be the completely wrong thing. So I, I need someone who's going to do that for me. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. So, yeah, oh like if someone God. like posted, if I no was a backbone, if no, the backbone of a jellyfish. It's not a John Mulaney joke. Uh, it could be. Yeah, could th- be. Th- th- that oh, is a John brother, Mulaney joke. Brother, this guy <laughs> no, crowd. Hey, listen, I know that you're having the time of your life and this is your weekly therapy and you feel really good about this, but I've, I've mentioned this a little earlier. I think our listeners commute is probably over. And they're they're trying to wrap this episode up. So why don't you tell them something sweet and let these people go back to their nine to five? Yeah. All right. So something sweet. I actually I'm going to screw you over this week. And that's because you've done it to me so many times. It sounds sweet. Thank you. My something sweet is not about the New York Mets this week. Okay. Okay? It's actually about the Yankees. And I know that you're not going to mention it. So I have to make it my something sweet. Okay. Now, people say that New York is the t- hardest place to play in the world. And they're, they're right. You know, it, it, New York is a very hard place because if you don't perform, you're going to hear the boos. And a lot of people say, oh, why would you ever want to play somewhere like there? You know, the Yankees booed Aaron Judge during the playoffs. Sure, they did. Now, do I think they should have booed Judge? No, they were frustrated. Sure. But New York can be one of the greatest places to be. And when you win, when you perform, New York is one of the best places in the world you could absolutely be now Aaron Hicks has gotten absolute hell from the Yankees all the Yankee fans all year long when he hit that home run last night or a Monday night they gave him a standing ovation in fact there was a good section of the stadium that was actually chanting for a roll call now That's not to say, oh, all is forgotten. You know, we love Aaron Hicks. But there's a respect there that, hey, we acknowledge that we've been absolute assholes to you. And we know you don't deserve it as a human being, but you suck. And you're going to get booed. But you hit that home run. We're going to give you a cheer right here. And I think that was one of the most New York things I've seen in quite some time. And... To anyone who doesn't get it, if you're not from New York, you know, the tri-state area, you wouldn't understand. But if you're from here and you follow these teams, you get it. You're from Jersey. I said the tri-state area. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, but at first you weren't saying that. And you're like, you're from New York. I knew knew you were going to jump me as soon as I was done talking. It's the most New York thing ever. I'm from North Jersey. I'm right across the river. Where After the word North, what did you say? Right across the river? No, you said Jersey. That's what you said. That's where you're from. You're from Long Island. That's in the state of New York. Well, wa- okay. Watch yourself. All right. You might as well say, you know, Buffalo. You know, you they get a double team. Oh, oh, Pat, oh. Pat, Pat's living in Queens said. right now. Pat's, yeah. Pat will get riled I, up. I on passed that. City Field on Pat my way to work. does live in Queens now. Notice I never brought Pat into this. Pat. I was talking to you, buddy. Pat. Yes. Was that the most New York thing that you've ever heard that John described? Uh, is, eh? New York sports. <laughs> That's New York sports. 
Pat, meanwhile, Pat doesn't like a single New York sports team. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, Pat, so I'm bad. I'm an outlier. As we've outlined many times, Pat I'm is an weird. ally. Pat is I'm a no weird outlier, guy. not ally. Oh. <laughs> 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 Pat is a weird guy. All right. All right he, he likes preseason football. It's the Don't, best. Uh, All game coming no, up soon. I'm not going to take anyone's opinion who <laughs> loves preseason football, the Hall of Fame game. Jesus Christ. Hey, the Jets are going to be playing in that. You, we're going to get together. We're going to watch it. That will fly the, down. That's going to be at the dude. game. I'll be in Canton. Yeah. I'll fly are you to actually Canton. going? No, but I'll fly us to Canton if we have to. Oh, Pat's got Let's a million go. miles. He'll fly us all to Canton. Can, 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 we do, can we do a show in Canton? Uh, New York, baseball uh, show. Yeah, New York baseball yeah. podcast doing a show in Canton, Ohio. They're, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm down for it. Why not? Let's go. We'll do so. a little football. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it, guys. Can I say something sweet? Yeah, go ahead. I like the Mets black jerseys. I do, too. And I'm not saying shit about the Yankees now that you've, you've hijacked my something <laughs> sweet. What were you going to say? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I make all of these up on the spot. I know you do. That's why I didn't give a shit that I said <laughs> the Yankees this week. But that was my thing. I said, I'll have later about Hicks, but oh, oh he teased it. There you oh go. man. I told hey, you. Took seven episodes. This guy's learning how to tease. I love it. Yep. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give us a look ahead and get me the fuck home. All righty. Well, I, Hey, I told you last week, you know, those, Rockies weekend series at City Field are always great. Oh, boy, was I wrong about that one. Uh, Mets lose the series to Colorado. They're in Cincinnati right now. They have Washington in Washington over the weekend before returning home. And they face the Tampa Bay Rays, the best team in baseball for a three-game set Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, before ending their homestand with a three-game series against another American League team, this time the Cleveland Guardians. Now the Yankees, they're in the middle of their Oakland series right now. This is their charity series we've talked about quite a bit. They won the first game. They're on their way to winning a second. Hopefully they get a sweep. If they don't get a sweep, you'll be, I'll be talking all about it. Unacceptable. After that, we have Tampa Bay for a four-game series in the Bronx this weekend before going on the road up to Canada for a four-game set against Toronto. Remember May 18th. That's the day I kept telling you, May 18th. The Yankees may be done. Well, Hopefully, I eat my words. Then after that, again, on the road in Cincinnati for the weekend series. And again, that insult to injury on the 21st, the Sunday game, the Peacock game of the week at 11.35 a.m. Brian, you have anything else before we say goodbye? The Mets are okay. Oh, my God. I'm, that's going to be on the soundboard next. I'm telling you, we're going to start getting our voices of shit we say, and that's going to be added to the soundboard soon. The Mets are okay. The Mets suck right now, but so do the Yankees. Listen, we hope you enjoyed episode seven, Station to Station podcast for Brian Sarnelli. I've been John Prasapio. Pat Lavin working the board, doing a great job as always. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. So long. Bye.